Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Now your host, Angelo Fatini. Good morning and welcome to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. What a beautiful week we have had. The um, weather has just been uh, really spectacular. We had a good uh, soaker uh, middle of the week. Uh, they really set the moisture up. Um, you know, the level of moisture in the ground is uh, is really great for uh, this time of the year. Uh, sometimes we go into September uh, extremely dry. Uh, this you know this year really it's not been the case. We've had uh, really good moisture uh, as we went through the through, through the summer. Uh, you know, pretty good, so that uh, the plants really have not been under a lot of stress. Uh, you know, if you notice the grass. Uh, for this time of the year to be as green as it is um, and uh, not being uh, dried up. It's really um, made a big difference with a standpoint of uh, uh, moisture. And, um, you know, it's the same thing with all the trees. If you look in the woods, uh, the trees are uh, hardly any stress. And that's uh, that's really uh, sets up for a nice fall, a uh, nice color this fall um, and everything else. Some of, the, some of the things to pay attention to in the... Um, you know, in your garden, the uh, the first thing that I would do, uh, the first thing that I would look at is all your annuals, uh, your petunias, your million bells, your verbenas, uh, pretty much anything that's kind of stretched out or uh, kind of stressed a little bit. Uh, make sure you cut these back, cut them back about one third and uh, feed them with osmocote, feed them heavy. Uh, the best time of, of blooming, the best blooming time, it's coming between uh, now and the end of October. So these plants will perform beautifully if they are cut back and if they really have the um, the new wood uh, that they can set buds and blooms on. Uh, also for your lawn, this is the time to feed it. You know, you want to use step four. Um, apply that, um, you know, uh, at any time and or the organic ospoma fall winterizer. Uh, this is the time to do it. And then if, uh, you know, you have an opportunity when it comes in uh, mid-November, I would go ahead and give it a just a feeding with, uh, with a late fall fertilizer so that the lawn will have a going to winter really uh, loaded up with nitrogen so that uh, through the winter and when suffer, when it comes in the spring, it'll come right through. Uh, very strong. The, um, uh, the you know, for, as far as the weeds are concerned, uh, you can go ahead and apply a step two uh, to the um, you know to the lawn. Best time to do that is in the morning with dew. Now in the morning we have really good heavy dew. Uh, you will get extremely extremely uh, good coverage. Or you can just use Weed Beater Ultra. Uh, with Beater Ultra, you can use it even if the temperature drops in the high 40s, low 50s. It'll work very, very well. Uh, this is one that's uh, one, definitely one of the best of the weed killers. It's got Trimac in it. Uh, just does a super, super job. And uh, September is definitely the best month uh, when it comes to reseeding or redoing your lawn or rejuvenating your lawn, <clears throat> whatever you know, whatever the need may be. Uh, so you, if, um, you know, I'll repeat it again. I've said this the last, uh, you know, for the last 
poultry shows uh, so that uh, you kind of really uh, get to it. This is really the best time between now and the uh, end of this month. But the, er- the sooner you do it, the better. Um, if you want, if you have a lawn that just you know it's got uh, you know weeds or it's got you know you just it's thin and needs to be rejuvenated. What I would do is just get a detacher, run the detacher both ways, sink the blades about three quarters of an inch into the soil, clean everything up, and then you can go ahead and apply the uh, the seed, the fertilizer, the lime, um, water it in. Before you start this process, make sure that you cut the grass as low as your setting will go. Uh, if the lawn is gone, if you know it's got more weeds than grass and it's all uh, patched up or all different varieties of grass, uh, the best thing to do is just to cut the grass down as low as the lawnmower will go. Uh, use Roundup, uh, spray it, uh, wait about two weeks, and then just get the detacher, run the detacher both ways, uh, clean it all up, put the seed down, put the fertilizer down, put the lime down, um, and uh, just, you know, you're ready to go, and uh, the lawn will come out absolutely beautiful. You'll have a brand new lawn uh, by the um, middle of October. Uh, you'll be quite amazed at how beautiful that lawn will be. Uh, lawn fungus has also been another thing that's been showing up, and now with the dews in the morning, you're going to see more of that. Uh, it said, just go and use either Scott's Disease X or Binite Infused Liquid uh, spray for um, for the, for a uh, fungus control. Uh, this will uh, definitely stop it quickly and uh, will prevent it from coming back. Uh, you know, as far as your herbs, you know, make sure you keep harvesting the herbs. Make sure you keep cutting the herbs down and keep feeding it. Put Osmocote on there. You want these herbs to be as vegetative as as possible. Um, if you have put your, uh, if you have sowed some of your greens like lettuce, uh, escarole, endive, chicory, uh, radicchio, uh, you know, uh, Swiss chard. If you have sowed that uh, in the past couple of weeks and you see it's a little bit thick, it's time to dig it up, split it, you know, so that it's single and just replant it individually. Make sure that you keep an eye on the moisture for the next two or three, uh, three, four days. Uh, and then, uh, just, uh, make sure that, uh, you know, it doesn't dry up. And, um, once the roots start to spread, then they'll, you know, they'll be, uh, on their own. Uh, you'll be, uh, uh harvesting, uh, you know, greens all the way into December. Uh, when it comes later on in November, when we start to hit the cold, you can either use a frost blanket on top of it or you can just cover everything with, um, with the leaves and um you'll be harvesting that for a long long time uh just uh great stuff to uh you know to to be uh enjoying you know in the late fall and uh early winter uh you, i said you can keep especially endive and escarole spinach uh you can keep that well into late no late december and january if it's covered up uh bulbs will be arriving you know they're they're uh, uh arriving now uh, for great selection and that if you really have, uh, you want to put a bulb garden with a lot of different selection, uh, you can go ahead and plant bulbs really anytime at this time of the year. Uh, the powder mildew, you're going to be seeing that more on, uh, as you see it on the lilacs, uh, the tall phlox, the clematis, the grapes. Uh, make sure that you use copper fungicide on that, especially on the clematis, because many of them are rebloomers. They will rebloom this fall, so you want to make sure that um, you keep them in good, uh, you know, in good health, and uh, you know, just keep them good and clean. Uh, this is also the best time to divide uh, perennials. Um, Cut your perennials down to about uh, three, four inches. Uh, dig up the whole clump, uh, split them up. 
and you know, cut them in two or three or four, depending on the varieties and the and the size that they are. Just go ahead and uh, split them and replant them. Make sure that you prepare the ground first uh, before you go to do that. Make sure that the ground that you're going to be planting them in, uh, you got good compost in there. Work all that in. Put plant or and iron tone into the soil. Work it in. Plant them, and when you're done planting, mulch them and water them in real well. Um, all you have to do is keep an eye on the watering for about a week or two, uh, and then from then on, they should be well on their way uh, to be rooted and be absolutely spectacular for next spring. Uh, this is also the time that the great time to plant perennials. Uh, if you want to put a perennial garden in, this is just a really a great time to put it in. Uh, get the ground prepared. You know, put all your arrangement in there. Uh, there's so many incredible varieties of perennials today uh, that you can get really a lot of color, a lot of enjoyment all the way through us uh, fall and uh, and spring and summer. Uh, this is also a great time to plant your uh, pansies and violas uh, and mums. The pansies and violas, as long as they are snow covered, they are not snow covered. They will keep on blooming all the way through late uh, November, December, January, February. Um, if they're not covered with snow, uh, they come right back and they will be back there next spring. Uh, very, very hardy varieties, a lot of color uh, at a time where there's really nothing out there. Um, great value to put those in. Mums, uh, great time to plant your mums now. Uh, they got plenty of time to root. Uh, if you're going to have mums in big pots to decorate your porches and your your front steps and, uh, you know, areas where you're going to be spending time at this fall or decorating for fall, when they're all done, when they're all done, don't cut them back. Just leave them like they are. Uh, take the, take the, the pot. You can either put it in a garage. When it comes in late November, early December, just put it in a cold garage, uh, water it in real well, and it'll be perfectly next spring. Or you can put them up against the house outside, put them in an area where it's very protected, put some leaves or mulch around the pot, and they'll be perfectly fine next spring. You can go ahead and plant them then, or you can, uh, uh keep, uh, keep them in a pot and enjoy them for the rest of the summer. As you get uh, as you get some of this work done and you get your garden cleaned up, uh, as the garden gets done with the event, with the, make sure that you apply print to it. That will really help you keep the the garden clean for next spring, uh, so that you don't have to worry about uh, a weed problem. And that uh, these are some of the things that uh, you can definitely uh, go ahead and start making a list on uh, to to get accomplished this fall. You are listening to Gardening with Andrew. Our phone number is area code two one six five seven eight eleven hundred or two one six five seven eight one 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 one. Very short pause. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angelo. Our phone number is area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Very good. Thank you. Angelo, I have a um, tree stump, an old uh, oak tree stump, about three inches. And I've got a shoot coming out of it. I was going to drill some holes and put in some old vine killer that I had. Is that the right thing to do? The um, you said it's three inch caliber, or three? Yeah, it's about three. It's about three inches across uh, the stump. Uh, yeah, it's pretty small. You should, you know, I mean, if you want to get rid of it, you can probably just dig that right up. 
Um, uh, I, got, I have some wires around me. That's oh, I see. Okay. So. Yeah, you can go ahead and try some of the, uh, the uh, uh, if you have a, you know, some old uh, vine, uh, colors, you can you know, dr- just drill a couple of holes in there, put it in, or put it in there. That, that will definitely uh, work. Okay. We'll give it a try. Yep. Okay. All, all right. Well, you enjoy your weekend. Thanks. You too. Thank yeah. you. Yep. Bye-bye. Goodbye. Morning, yeah, we're Angela. Good morning, Andrew. Good morning. How are you doing? Um, we're doing great. I hope you are also. Doing terrific. Good. My question is, is it too late for me to use the uh, plant, uh, Bayer plant and shrub uh, prevent, uh, preventer? No. No, not no, at all. I, I can you, still put it you, on. You can go ahead and put it on, uh, soak it in uh, real well around the base. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it'll work uh, really well. Not a problem. Okay. Super, and I can feed my arborvitae, uh, the green giant, one more time. Yeah. Yeah, I would. Uh, when was the last time you fed him? Um, in uh, June. Yeah. Okay. June. Oh yeah, I would. Uh, I would go ahead and feed them uh, really heavy now, and you're pretty well done for the year. Uh, they grow a lot between now and the end of uh, November. Uh, uh-huh. they, they put uh, most of their growth at this time of the year. I would also um, to keep uh, so that it doesn't stretch. Um, you know, uh, too thin up up on top. Uh, take the top and just cut a little bit, about three or four inches off the top, so that it really keeps the uh, the plant good and full. I had to have them topped because they were getting too high. Too, too tall, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, you can keep doing that. Uh, once they reach the height that you want them, uh, just keep trimming the top and they'll just stay, uh, uh, really full and they'll, you know, they'll just, uh, you can pretty much keep them at that height. Very good, very good. Okay, and you answered my question about my petunias, but my question is, can I do it twice? I've already done it oh, once. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, you, you can, uh, about every um, six or seven weeks, but like now, uh, if they're, if your petunias are a little bit more stretched, uh, just go ahead and take, you know, cut them back hard. Don't be afraid to do that. Uh, feed them Osmocote. They, you know, within about a week uh, or so, they'll be right back in full bloom and they'll be absolutely spectacular into the end of October and November. Okay, fine. Thank All you right. very kindly. You have yeah. a great weekend. You do the Thank same. Thank you yeah. much. Bye. Morning, Arangelo. Hi, good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Um, I got some white creeping flocks that I'd like to transplant and replace with something that would bloom in the um, summertime instead of just the spring. Uh huh. Um, yeah, you can go ahead and uh, you know pop those out now and, and uh, you know transplant them if you want to put them somewhere else. Um, as far as uh, other plants, you know other perennials to plant, I would look at all the the different varieties of coreopsis. Uh, that they bloom, uh, there's any size that you want, anywhere from four to five inches to, uh, to two feet, uh, different varieties, dis- different colors. Um, uh, you know, you can really uh, plant an array of, of them and uh, all the different carnations, all the different uh, daisies, uh, all the, uh, the geraniums, the perennial geraniums are absolutely spectacular. Uh, that um, these are all plants that they're very easy to grow. Uh, and uh, a tremendous, you know, tremendous amount of color, uh, and they're they're all rebloomers. So as they get down blooming, you cut them back, and they just keep on coming back all the way through. Yeah, I was trying to find something that was low, like like the creeping flax. Do you have any suggestions? Uh, yeah, the, uh, there is uh, coreopsis that they're uh, they're very short. Okay. Uh, they're only about like four or five inches. 
um, and uh, you know, they and they're in bloom pretty much the whole time. Uh, the same thing with carnation. There's carnations that they are uh, very uh, short, only about uh, four or five inches. Uh, that they uh, they just don't stop blooming. Uh, these are all varieties that you can use. Uh, you know, they, they'll give you uh, color ongoing all summer long. Should I cut that back pretty hard? Yeah, I wouldn't cut it back too hard. Just, you know, like about down to two inches. Okay. And then, uh, you know, lift it up. And then when uh, when you replant it, uh, just kind of make sure that, uh, you know, kind of hold the clump in your hand and, uh, you know, pack the soil around, water it in real well, you know, lay the, the top down again. Um, and uh, just keep an eye on the water for the, the next uh, couple of weeks. Uh, then after that, it should be all, uh, you know, rerouted and ready to go for next year. Thank you very much, Raphael. Uh, Angelo. Have a good holiday. All right. You do the same. Have a great day. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Morning, get out with Angelo. Hello. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Angelo. How are we doing? Yeah, uh, listen, pretty good. A couple of years ago, I bought it from your store a, a Rosa Sharon. Mm-hmm. It's sort of a, it wasn't so much a bush as much as it was like a, a two or three foot uh, trunk with a bushy top. A tree, okay. Yeah. Now that's uh, growing, and uh, the last couple of years, it's been uh, growing in places I didn't want it to grow. And I'm wondering, is there a way of keeping that under control? The uh, uh, I mean, it's growing on the trunk. It's it's growing branches. Well, the trunk is fine. The the trunk is fine. The bush is fine. It's just like maybe four or five feet away. Uh, oh, you, oh, you're getting you're there. getting some seeds that have, you know where it drops some seeds, and you're getting some regrowth. Uh, yeah, well, right. there's really not a whole lot, but as soon as they come up. Uh, just pop them out, and they, um, you know, you pretty much control it that way. Um, the um, there's uh, on the uh, hibiscus, uh, the industry has really been working uh, hard on getting the seedless varieties. Uh, there are three or four now that they are seedless, uh, so they really avoids that. Uh, but that's been uh, in, you know certain varieties are a little bit more than others. Uh, but I would just right. go ahead and, uh, you know, whenever you see them, if you get uh, a few of them that come up, just go ahead and, uh, eat, you know, pop them up when they're like about three or four inches. Uh, they come right out of the ground very easy. I right. appreciate that. That's about all you, you know, that's really the best way to do it. Okay, thanks, Angelo. All right. You have a great day. Bye-bye. Morning, get out with Angelo. Hello, good morning. Okay. Go ahead. Um, last week you mentioned something about, uh, the tall grass that grows in your lawn, it's a lighter grass. Yeah. That grows just, uh, oh, and on, you yes. mentioned something about how to get rid of it, but I kind of missed it. I was wondering if you could enlighten me again. Yeah, the, what uh, what you can do on that, just to go ahead and use the uh, Bonite Sedge Ender. Sedge Ender. Yeah, that, that will get rid of it. Okay. All right. Thank you. And uh, uh, if you don't mind, uh, I have a, I'm thinking of a creeping flock. I have about a two foot edge around the front of my house. Okay. Should I wait till next year, kill the lawn, that part of the lawn? Because it just grows weeds. It's just weeds right now. So I want something that grows fast. And okay, it looks better. The, the creeping flocks is, is that like in in your flower beds? No, no, it's weeds. Oh. I want to put something in there. Okay, uh, so you have a bed now that you, that's weedy, yes. and you want to put something in there. Yes. What, what I would do, you know, right now, what I would do, I would just go ahead and uh, kill the uh, uh, what's there with the Roundup. Okay, just go ahead and spray it with that. Uh, 
you know, uh, once you know that happens, uh, usually takes about two weeks for that uh, to die back. Uh, you can go ahead and you know wait until next spring and uh, go ahead and, okay. re- and replant it. Uh, just go ahead and put uh, you know if you want you want to put perennials in there, if you want to put uh, uh, yeah. some flowering shrubs in there, uh, that would be uh, you know easy to, to do it at that time. Or you can do it this fall after you wait a couple of weeks after you got uh, yeah. your, your spray. Right, because then you mentioned the carnations. I was listening. Yeah, you something low growing. Yeah, there's a you know there's a whole array of uh, uh, if you want to put a small perennial bed in there, uh, there's a whole array of uh, perennials that you can plant uh, that they're pretty much bloom all the way through the uh, the summer. Uh, very easy to grow. Most of them are all rebloomers. Uh, I said you can use uh, you know the whole family of coreopsis, the whole family of uh, uh, daisies, the whole family of um, uh, carnations. Uh, the uh, you know that you know that's it. They'll give you color pretty much through the summer. Yeah, that's uh, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Much. Well, have you a good have a weekend. Yeah, you do the Happy same. Holiday. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you so much. Yeah. Bye bye. Morning, Arangelo. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Hello, Arangelo. Yes. Good morning. How are we doing? Very good. Thank you. I just have one quick question. Uh, I have a couple of peony bushes. Is it okay for me to cut back the foliage all the way to the ground this time of year? Yeah, absolutely. You can. I, I would go ahead and do that, and I would also feed them at this time. Feed them uh, too. Yeah, oh. I would feed them with bulb tone. Okay. Um, that will um, that will really get the uh, the, the root and the, uh, the the rhizomes uh, really loaded up with the food, so that in the spring you're going to get the way more blooms and um, you know a much much healthier plant. Okay, very good. Thank you so much. All right, we well, enjoy your day. Thanks so much. Yeah. You're welcome. Um, bye bye. Morning, Arangelo. Good morning. Good morning. How we doing? Okay. How about you? Doing great. Thank you. Great. Uh, I have a question about trimming Canadian hemlock and taxes. Is it okay to do that now? Yeah, the taxes, you can definitely do that now. Um, I would leave the Canadian hemlocks alone until next year. Um, are, are you talking about like a, a light trimming or a heavy trimming? Uh, fairly light. Fairly light. Uh, you can go ahead and do a fairly light trimming on the hemlocks. I would not do a heavy trimming on the hemlocks. If they need a, a heavy trimming, I would wait until next uh, uh, j- uh, late June, uh, mid-July next year, and then you can do a heavy one. But a light one, you can do that now. On the taxes, uh, the same thing there. If You um, you can do a, a good like shaping trimming now, but if you need a heavy trimming, the best time to do that is the end of March, early April. Uh, on the taxes, you know, just give them a, at that time, you can cut them back, uh, you know, severely, severely hard if you, if you need to. Um, it'll take a little while for them to refill, but they will refill all the areas that you cut back. Okay. And, uh, as far as anything that would, you know, have, uh, blooming interest in the spring, like pussy willow and mock orange and things like that, you don't touch those now. Yeah, you don't touch those now. Anything that's going to bloom early spring, you just leave that go. Uh, the best time to trim those is as soon as they're done blooming, and and it's really best to cut them severely uh, so that you get all the new growth back and that uh, you really keep developing the plant from the ground up so that you have a good full 
uh, much uh, much more uh, vibrant bush uh, by having all the new growth by removing the old wood out. How tall will pussy willows get if you let them go? If you let them go, they'll get to be about 10, 12 feet. Okay, yeah, because that, that's what this one is. It's, yeah, it's got to be 12. But literally, you can take that and cut it right down to the ground after it's done blooming next spring. Uh, and uh, you will you will have a, a much much uh, more um, attractive plant by doing that. They, they will still get to be up to six seven feet. Uh, they will still get up there, so it's not like they'll stay short. Uh, but they'll just be a much more uh, lush, uh, a color lush foliage, uh, and the plant will be much healthier. And after you trim it, I mean, after you cut it like that, then. You feed it heavily. Yeah, you, f- you feed it heavily at the same time, yes. Okay. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks a lot. All Have right. a nice holiday. You do the same. Have a great day. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Take care. You listen to Gardening with Angela. Our phone number, area code 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Short pause for the news. We'll be right back. Back to Gardening with Angelo on News Radio WTAM 1100. Once again, Angelo Petiti. We're back. You are listening to Gardening with Angela. Our phone number, 216-578-1100 or 216-578-1111. Morning, get out Angelo. Morning, Angelo. How are we doing? Good. How are you? Excellent. Thank you. Good. A couple questions about my fig tree. Uh, my figs are starting to ripen, um, but the the ripe ones are, are like little rocks. They're hard. They're not softening up. Anything I can do with that? No. Uh, they're, they're not softening up at all? No. No, they're like they're, they're like rocks. They're like they're not even ripe, but they're purple and black. Well, yeah, but how have you opened one up? Uh, no, I haven't. I would just leave them there until they get soft. Okay. Though you know they they need to get when you uh, uh, touch them with your fingers, they need to have a little bit of a sponge uh, right. feel to it. If they don't have that, they're not ready yet. Uh, it, sometimes they'll take the are they the purple ones? Yeah, so the uh, sometimes what happens the uh, the outside will start to turn purple, but it takes a while. To, but you know they'll be coming up fast but from that stage to the soft to the soft stage. Um, it's you know it takes you know sometimes uh, anywhere from three four days to a week. Uh, but don't pick them until they feel they feel uh, that softness in your fingers. Yeah, well, they're 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 turning purple, and I'm leaving them on there, and then they're 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 still hard, but they're starting to shrivel. Then. They will, uh, uh, you know, check the moisture. You okay. Know, check them. You know, one thing on figs, uh, I, I, I'm assuming they're in a pot, right? Yes. yes. Okay. Um, you know, every couple of years, you really need to take what happens. The root system grows so much faster in those pots because they're getting water. They're getting, you know, figs naturally they're a dry plant if you know if you ever see them um they will actually grow between rocks on top of hills and right. uh with no water except what they suck up out of the ground so over here when you have them in a pot you know they're getting all the nutrients they're getting the water and what happens to them their root system gets way way uh big and they get and it really eats into the soil so that uh, the nutrients really get short so every couple of years you have to take the, the plants out, go to a bigger pot, cut the the bottom of the roots off, take about about three four inches off the bottom, break up all the side and cut all the uh, the roots that they are like um, the size of a pencil or bigger. 
um, and uh, and then put some fresh soil so that you can revitalize, uh, you know, the fiber roots and have a place there for them to absorb uh, the nutrients from. That's one of the things that happens with them after they're in a pot uh, for a while. Uh, they just don't get enough of everything that they need. Right, and that, that was my second question. I know I have to do that. Do I do that before I bring it in in the winter? No, I would do, do that. I would do that in the spring. I would okay. do that in the spring, uh, and uh, the uh, you know you can you know and use a wider pot than a deeper pot. The wider, the better. Yeah, I'm in a twenty. 20- Seven inch pot, I think, right now. I don't know how much yeah. bigger. Yeah, I mean, the twenty set. You should be able to keep it in there. What you do is, when it comes in the spring, take it out of the pot. You know, as they cut that bottom, and really take out all those big roots okay. um, out. And the, uh, you know, anything bigger than a than like than a half inch, just take it out, cut it, and let it rebreak all new fiber roots, and and do that every year. It's really the best way to keep it in that same pot and. Uh, in there, but it, you know, they get to be quite large after a while, and it's kind of, uh, and the fruit will get smaller as the plant, the plant gets larger because the nutrients gets to be limited. Um, but that's, um, that's one of the things that, you know, another thing that you could do, uh, if, if you, if you want to down the road, you could actually plant that in the ground, mm-hmm. and, um, you can, you can go ahead and cut them, you know, keep them topped at about like seven feet, okay? Mm-hmm. And they, you know, they always they fruit a new growth. So you can go ahead and thin it out, and let the new growth come on. Then you can actually build a box of plywood, like one, like a, a four foot by four foot, and um, close the top, uh, fill it with um, with leaves, or or you know, kind of tie it up and put um, um, you know, put a um, uh, insulation around it. And put the plywood and fill the thing with leaves. Uh, it's pretty easy to do, but you'd be quite amazed what that would produce. That would produce some crazy amount. Yeah, I would imagine. I, yeah. I used to fill it, fill a, an olive barrel up with uh, leaves and yeah. cover them like that. Yeah. But, you know, the deer eat more than I do when. Uh, when yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's one of the other problems. But anyway, but that's uh, you know that's one of the things that uh, happens to them. You know, they they really get root bound in those pots. Okay. Well, thank All right. You very much. Have, Have a great day. day. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Maria Rangelo. Good morning, Angel. How are we doing? Good. Thank you. First of all, thank you so much for having this program. Oh, I and love it. I listen every week, and it's very informative. I had this year. I purchased two butterfly bushes and two wisteria bushes. I'd like to know how to prepare those for winter. Um, the butterfly bushes don't don't trim them. Okay. Uh, just to let them go. Uh, what I would do is uh, when it comes in um, late November, early December, if you can uh, spray it with a uh, moisture, uh, moisture in so that it holds, uh, uh, it seals the moisture. If they're in a very windy area, it's worth putting a piece of, wrap them with a piece of burlap. Okay. Uh, the wisteria, uh, just uh, trim it, um, you know, if it gets to be uh, uh, bigger than you want it to. Uh, just go ahead and trim it, uh, and uh, you know they, you don't have to do anything else to them. Uh, just um, you know, make sure that uh, I would feed them a triple phosphate at that time. I would just punch a couple, of, three or four holes around it, put super phosphate into the hole. Um, that really makes, it really helps with the blooming and make sure that the, the thing blooms at its maximum. Okay, the wisteria I have uh, growing on a fence next to my driveway. Yep. 
it, but it's an area where when they do the snow plowing and that it gets, you know, up against it, would it be safe to wrap those in burlap also? Uh, I really, I don't think you have to worry about that. I think they, um, you know, the, uh, I'm sure that's the trunk itself is planted far enough where I don't think it's going to affect it. Okay. Uh, I would just, um, I said, you know, just if you have it on the fence, just kind of train, train it to go on the fence the way you want it. Uh, but I would, um, I would put the superphosphate into the ground every year. Uh, the best time to do it is in the fall. And uh, you will find that um, the plant will bloom like crazy. That's really what triggers the blooming on the plants. Okay. Um, I do have some iron tone. Can yep. that be used on there? Absolutely. Okay, very good. Thank you All so right. much. Have a great day. You yeah, too. Bye-bye. Bye morning, Angelo. Hello, good morning. Good morning, Angelo. How are we doing? hear your voice. Uh, this is Ginny from Mentor. I've hi, got Ginny. A, hi. I've got a really kind of special problem that hopefully can get a special um, answer from you. I've got this cutout area by my kitchen window where I watch my uh, hummingbirds and my oriole feeders are there, and I've worked really hard to attract them. I had a butterfly bush black knight in the back of this. Mm-hmm. Um, it uh, it had to be tall because it's hiding electrical meters and telephone wires. But I had been dealing with spider mites on this bush for three years, and no matter what I could do, I couldn't get rid of them. I had to drape all the feeders and try to spray it. Nothing worked. I finally took it down. Just killed me. I see all <clears throat> I see all the butterfly bush bushes in your mentor store and the swallowtails and monarchs on them. And it just kills me to look at it. I've got to put something else there because this is where I look at my garden. In the I, I'm, I'm surprised that um, you had that big of a problem with spider mite. Generally, I, generally yeah. it's not a generally it's not a problem. On it the, was a very old bush. Um, it would, uh, I would uh, I would encourage you to try these new varieties. Yeah, I was going to ask something. The, I would love to get the, another butterfly. They are they are incredible. They are incredible. Susceptible to this. They're not. They're give not. Me, give me some names. Uh, Puckster. Uh, there's a whole series of Punksters. Uh, they um, they you've got these in your store. Yeah, they, okay. they they should be there. Um, the uh, uh, the Punkster is a is a brand new one. It just it's been out about uh, two years. Very very strong plant, hardier than most of, than the rest of them. The uh, the flowers are about ten to twelve inches. Butterfly crazy about this plant. How tall? Uh, they get to be about maybe a two and a half three feet. I'd like it taller than that. Uh, I, I, believe it or not, this is one person who's asking you, yeah, yeah. I'm taller because I got these electrical, you know, boxes and stuff to hide. The uh, there is um, uh, most of all the new ones, uh, they, they don't get much taller than three to three and a half feet, uh, but they get extremely, extremely full, extremely thick. Uh, and they bloom like uh, like you never see anything. Else. But you know, blue chip would be another one that uh, that, that uh, you can use. Um, that they're um, you know they have. Uh, but uh, all of these varieties, uh, we have never had to worry about spider mites on them. I and I live five minutes away from your mentor store, and this this had affected me for three years, and I just couldn't get rid of them. Here's the, the last question: Is if I get one, is there anything else I can put there? That is maybe not a butterfly bush. You, you, you could use a, a little lime hydrangea. Okay. The, you, the, the problem is 
this is my area of the garden that I'm looking at, and I still want to be able to attract butterflies to it. Um, the um, there's really there's nothing that's going to do the job that uh, the butter, that. the butterfly bushes will do as far as color. Yeah. Uh, the uh, I mean the you know the uh, the little lime or the lime or the bobos or the limelight uh, they will flower beautifully through the summer but they're not the best uh, butterfly attractor the color is uh, they're the wrong color uh, but I would um, you know I would encourage you to try those punksters they are really spectacular. I, I cut the butterfly bush down to the ground every spring, and I still get the spider mites back, which tells me maybe they're in the soil. Is there anything I can do to eat, maybe uh, even treat the soil? Yeah, what, what, what you could do is uh, use the uh, tree and shrub protection. Uh, just go ahead and soak the ground with that. Uh, that should really take care of that problem for you. And then how soon after that can I plant you one can, of those You can plant at the same time. Actually, oh. you can plant and soak it with that at the same time. Okay, thank you very much. Uh, Hope it works. Uh, have a long life. Stay up with us in in Northeast Ohio for a long time because uh, we need you. Well, I hope so. <laughs> I, I, I hope I'm around for a while yet. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Angelo. Yeah, thank bye. you so much. Have a great day. Yeah, bye bye. Morning, Angelo. Morning. Hello, good morning. How are we doing? I'm doing fine. I had a couple of quick questions. Number one, I had the not, uh, double knockout roses, which are, they're on their third rebloom. Now, they, some of the branches have gotten very tall. They still have buds on them, so I still have some blooming to do. Torn, I know in the spring that I cut them back, but can I cut them back to make them look a little more even during the winter? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, right now I, I would just leave those alone as long as you can get the, um, you know, get all the blooms on them first. Right. Let them get them all bloomed out. And then after, uh, once they're all done with that, then go ahead and, uh, you know, you can go ahead and even them out, uh, and, you know, it, to, you know, to suit uh, uh, the area. Yeah, you can definitely trim them back. You don't have to cut them back uh, down to the ground, but you can definitely even them out when it comes uh, that they're done blooming. And do I feed them then with rose I, w I would not feed them anymore now. No, I would not feed okay. them anymore now. I would uh, wait until spring. Uh, then at that time, I'd go ahead and, uh, you know, starting, you know, in the, the end of March, uh, cut them down to, a, you know, 10, 8, 10 inch of basketball, remove all the old wood uh, inside of them, feed them, and then the dust start all over again. And the same thing with my drift roses. Same thing with that, exactly. Actually, the drift roses cut them back even harder. Uh, they have a tendency to get a lot thicker uh, in the middle. Uh, you want to make sure that all that old wood is removed. Okay. Then the other thing is I have a sand cherry, and I would like to have it look more like a tree than a bush. Is that possible? No. No? Okay. No, it, um, you, you'll be uh, really wasting your, your time trying to do that. Uh, the, now, there are sand cherry trees that you can get that they are a tree, but trying to make a bush into a tree, uh, it, it really doesn't work because you're going to have all that growth at the bottom uh, all the time, and they're, they're going to look really odd. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest that uh, you'd waste your time trying to now do that. Now, how tall does the tree get? Uh, the, tr the trees, uh, they get to be probably about eight feet. You know, okay. They, yeah, they're. Um, and how wide would they be? They, you know, probably about the crown, the top, probably about uh, seven, eight feet wide. Okay. Okay. 
darn, I wanted something smaller in that area, more upright. I would, uh, I, you know, I would look at hydrangea trees. Okay. They're, they are spectacular. This is the south side. Yeah, they'd be perfect. You know, they're tough as they can be. They really don't need uh, much attention to them whatsoever. Uh, uh, I would suggest one, one called uh, Pinky Winky. Okay. It's more of an upright, or one called Quick Fire. Um, those two are more of an upright. They're uh, they're uh, on the uh, more dwarf side. Uh, the heads uh, they they get to be uh, about seven eight feet total height, and probably about you can keep it at about three four foot wide. Uh, cut them back to a basketball size uh, every spring. Uh, they'll just get better and better and better as time goes on. Great plants. Okay, now you had mentioned the uh, hydrangeas, and I got the Little Miss Wildfire, I believe it is. But anyhow, this is the second summer, and I have cut them back to the ground, like you said, and I treated them with plantone and irontone. I have plenty of leaves, but I only have three blooms. What am I doing wrong? Okay, which, what was the variety? Uh, little Miss. Wildfire, Miss Wild, Miss Wildfire. Okay, yeah, you know those uh, that variety there. You don't cut those back. The you leave those alone until spring, and then you go ahead and shape them at that time. You do need to keep as much of that old wood on there as you can, even though they do bloom out of the ground. You still want to keep as much of that old wood as you can. So don't touch those until when it comes the end of March, early April, and then at that time you just remove whatever it's dead on it. And clean it out and uh, feed it, and they'll be ready to go. Okay, but I did that this spring, and I still only have three blooms. The, they should, you know, they should get, uh, you know, a lot more than that. Uh, I don't know, unless the, the, you know, the first buds got frozen uh, this spring. But generally, those are really good bloomers. Okay. Okay, well, that kind of answers all my questions, and I appreciate it very much. All right, and well, you have a good weekend. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. Maria Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? I'm very good. I have the question again. I've heard your discussion about butterfly bushes, but I want to control their size. You said not to trim them now, but can I cut them somewhat down for the winter? Yeah, you can. Uh, the... Um are these varieties that you have there now? Well, I don't know what the name of it is. Okay, are they big? Yes. Okay, what I would do is I would cut I would cut them back uh, partially. What happens if you cut them down all the way to all the way to the ground uh, in the fall? What happens at that time if we have if we happen to have a very cold, wet winter? Mm-hmm. Uh, that you take a, you take a chance on them being killed. Oh. Another thing that you, when you look at the butterfly bushes, when you make you look at the stem, the center of the stem it's hollow. So when you leave that open, water gets in there. You know, different than a water pipe, as it freezes, you know, kind of keep it, you know, breaking up. It'll break all the way down to the ground, and sometimes it'll break into the into the root, mm-hmm. so that it'll kill the plant. So that's why you always want to leave them as much up as you can. Okay. And then when it comes in the spring, you wait until they actually start to break, and then go ahead and cut them down to whatever size you want them at that time. But uh, and also uh, with butterfly bushes, one thing that you have to really keep in mind every year, you want to remove the oldest wood off of them. So when you get down to the, when you cut them down to about uh, eight to 10 inches, after you have done so, then look inside of it and you'll see that there is wood there that has um, 
the 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 bark peels and usually it's a silvery color anything that looks old you want to cut that at ground level you really want the plant to re-break totally brand new mm-hmm. and get rid of the old wood and by doing that you will keep that plant blooming uh you know nice and fresh and then through the summer as the flowers are done just keep taking the old flowers the spent flowers off because you should be able to keep that blooming well into late October by doing that. Mm-hmm. But you say I can cut it partially now. Yeah, yeah, I would go, you're gonna you're gonna cut it partially so that it doesn't. Some of them will get to be five or six feet tall, uh-huh. and they're you know they're kind of open. Yeah, you can go there, but I wouldn't cut them below four feet. Not below four feet. Okay. Would, and what do I what do I feed them with? Uh, I, I wouldn't feed them anymore now. Okay. Uh, you, know, you know, in the spring, uh, all those the. Uh, plants you want to you don't want them to be in a growing mode going in the fall mm-hmm. but you know when it comes the end of june middle of july there should be your last feeding feed them heavy at that time and you're done for the year okay and uh, do i necessarily have to cover the if a couple of them are in windy areas do i have to cover them with burlap i mean if you do uh, it's just like when you sh- it's a little bit of an insurance that it, they, it, what happens if you don't do that at least spray them with the uh, uh, with a moisturizer uh, that it keeps the moisture in uh, what is it like that? Like, wilt? like wilt proof. You know, okay. you can go ahead and spray it with that so that it holds the moisture. Uh, the reason to put a, they don't, they, they don't die from the cold. They die from dehydration. That, that that's what uh, what that does. It kind of helps keep the moisture in the uh, into the plant. That that you know, so they don't they don't die because they they they're not hardy. They're plenty hardy here. They uh-huh. just they just dehydrate. Okay, okay. So I'll cut it back partially then and just do it in the spring. Then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much, All right. Angelo. Have a great day. You yeah. Too. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Morning, Howard Angelo. Hello. Good morning. morning. Go ahead. How you doing? Doing great. Thank you. How about yourself? Fine. Hey, I just got a couple questions about transplanting iris and hydrangeas. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you I can, do it yeah, iris, you can definitely do those now. Uh, cut the uh, cut the foliage back down to about six inches. Um, the thing that you have to be careful when you when you, when you transplant those, the rhizomes, you want to make sure that they are at the exact same level on the soil as you as when you take them out. You cannot bury those. If you bury them. They will either rot or they will not bloom. Uh, so th- that's really the only thing that you have to be careful with. Um, if you're going to split them, if they're too big and you want to split them, you want to leave three or four rhizomes on each uh, on each clump. Uh, the hydrangeas, well, uh, you can go ahead and transplant those. I would wait until another couple of weeks after the middle of the month. Uh, the nights will be a little bit cooler. Uh, what I would do, do you know what variety that is? Do you know what variety of hydrangea it is? Yes. Yeah, what is it? The, the Vita hydrangea? Yeah. That's the one with the round head? Okay, so yeah, those over there, uh, just go ahead and, uh, you know, prepare the ground where you're going to move them. You know, cut the, um, uh, you know, dig the ball. Just go ahead and move it. Move it. Uh, you want to make sure that for, for a, a week or two weeks, you keep an eye on the moisture. In case we get dry, make sure that you keep them moist, uh, and they should be fine after that, no problem. They go good in the shade, too, don't they? Yes. Well, uh, six hours of sunlight, six hours or more. Okay. And I got one more question about a flamenco, because this is my first year I had it. You know, I planted it when I got it from the nursery. The flowers were so vivid in color, but then the successive blooms, they just faded out to nothing. What kind of plant was that? Flamenco. 
Flamingo. Flamenco, like the dance? Um, not familiar with that one. Okay. I'm not familiar with that one. Is, is it an annual or is it a perennial? It's a perennial. Well, you know, a lot of them, you know, they will bloom. Perennials are not going to be uh, continuous bloomers. They will bloom for about uh, anywhere from four to eight weeks. And then after that, if they are rebloomers, you have to cut them back, feed them, and then they'll come back again uh, with, with blooms. If or, or if not, they'll just bloom out and they're done. No, no, I understand. I deadheaded them, but I'm saying the successive blooms, they lost their color. But they will do that as they get done, as the as the 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 blooming goes through, uh, they will always kind of fade out. It's pretty, okay. it's pretty normal. Oh, all right, then. I was just curious if there's something that was lacking. No, no, that, that's about all it is. All right, then. All right. Have yep. a great day. Have a great day. Yep. Bye-bye. Morning, Gerardo Angelo. Good morning, Angelo. Good morning. How are we doing? Doing great. How about yourself? Doing uh, super. Thank you. Beautiful day out that here. It sure today. is gorgeous. We're yeah. so lucky to live in Northeast Ohio, I'll tell you. Absolutely. Well, uh, something's eating my impatience, and um, my new guinea impatience and my regular. Is, is and, it, are they bugs, or are you talking about uh, animals? Well, no, bugs. bugs. Some type of a bug, that yeah. I can't really see it. Yeah, I, but, would just, I would just go ahead and use a product called Infuse. It's a um, uh, uh, insect control. Make sure that you get them underneath. Uh, they, they will take care of it very quickly. That's a spray, is it? Yeah, it's a spray. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. All right. Very, very good. Thank All you. All right. Have, have a great day. Well, the hour is uh, pretty well gone. What a beautiful weekend we have. Uh, uh, just, uh, uh, you know, great weather. Just nice to be out and about and enjoy the enjoy the weekend. Uh, be safe. Uh, I'll be back next Saturday. Have a great, great weekend. Uh, see you then. Bye.